My next guest this afternoon is Andy Taylor. He's a political science professor at NC State. There's just a lot going on right now politically, but one of them that I feel like is going a little bit under the radar are the changes that have recently happened in the GOP race. The numbers between Donald Trump, his polling numbers, as well as the candidates uh, that are also running along with him. We're seeing a bit of a change. It's not necessarily what I expected. And to talk uh, through what all is happening, Andy Taylor, thanks for being on the show. Good to be here, Nate. I looked at a graph this morning, and when Ron DeSantis basically announced that he was officially running, he and Donald Trump looked very similar in the polls. They were very close. Trump was on top, but they were very close. Now, Trump is going up a little bit. DeSantis has really gone down. Yes, yeah, he has. So, um, in national polls, it changed a little bit for some of the states. Obviously, we don't have polls for all of the states, but we do have some polls for the states that have early um, contests, places like Iowa and New Hampshire. But nationally, and in those places, Trump is about 50%, and, and DeSantis is half of that now. As you noted earlier, Nate, he, he was... Um, almost tied when he first entered the race. And this has caused the Sanis campaign to reassess where they are. They've uh, cut an awful lot of staff over the last few days. They've curtailed a lot of their um, traveling, uh, advertising. There's a there's a sort of whole reassessment going on amongst the team and donors. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether it leads to strategic uh, change and uh, a new message. It's not quite clear whether that will be the case. There are a lot of people who are saying that the DeSantis should try not to kind of out-Trump Trump, that you can't do that, um, that he should move away from sort of the the, the pop MAGA policies um, and move more in, in line with talking about differences between him and Trump in terms of temperament. Um, and uh, his record in Florida and what have you. So it it is a crossroads for that campaign, certainly. And part of me is just uh, wondering if it just has to come down to media attention. Obviously, Trump keeps on making the news for things that are maybe a little bit extracurricular to his campaign, but he's in the news, and I feel like I haven't heard as much from DeSantis lately. Uh, well, actually, DeSantis is doing more than Trump, uh, and you know, in terms of actual regular campaigning and traveling around, Trump is really sort of um, running a campaign out of uh, Florida and New Jersey homes, uh, and DeSantis is out there um, doing holding uh, events, speaking to voters. There is some concern amongst the DeSantis people that he needs to get closer to voters that he's been a little bit too scripted and a little bit too cloistered when he's been out on the trail. But he's been out on the trail, which is something that Trump does uh, sparingly. Uh, but you, as you know, Nate, uh, some of Trump's legal troubles have meant that he's been in the in the spotlight um, continuously through this period. And it do, they, they, that attention doesn't seem to have hurt him too much. No, but at least with his fan base, his core base that's going to vote for him no matter what, it hasn't hurt him. But I think the real question is, is for the voters who feel like they do have a decision to make, would uh, these further indictments, or we found out today that looks like he's that indictment that was possible for today is not going to happen, but still two, if not three other indictments to deal with, uh, yeah. would that sway voters in the long run? And, and possible additional one in the state of Georgia as well. So, yeah, it, it, it is interesting. One of the things that... 
um, DeSantis may start talking about is electability and the general amongst Republican voters. So if you you noted and I noted that it's basically 50 to 25 and then the rest sharing the other 25 percent in the Republican nomination. But uh, in in general election matchups, most of the polls suggest that DeSantis does better against Biden than Trump does. Not a great deal, but he does better against Biden. And so it might make sense for the DeSantis campaign to start telling people that and, and focusing not directly on Trump's legal troubles, because most Republicans have sort of sided with the president on this, or at least said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get involved with that. That's up for, to, the, to the legal process. Uh, but if um, DeSantis can kind of sort of pivot from that and say, look, you know, this is, this is you know, perhaps bad, and I'm not, I'm not sure Trump's at fault, but it is affecting his ability to win over independence and possibly some Democrats out there who may be willing to jump ship. I'm much better at doing that. Look at these general election matchup numbers. Uh, that may be uh, a good strategy for him going forward. Speaking with Andy Taylor, he's an NC State political science professor talking about the uh, state of the GOP right now with their presidential election. I have had a few co-workers I was chatting with earlier, and one of them was asking, uh, is this a situation where Trump's competitors in the race aren't calling him out enough and trying to make him look bad? Because some people seem to think that there's not enough Trump bashing going on, well, or is I, that not I, a good idea? Yeah, the, yeah, it, you know, I think the ca- candidates are going to learn a little lesson from 2016. That was a criticism of um, some of the candidates in 2016, that they weren't willing to take Trump on enough, and it was too late by the time, you know, we were down to sort of Trump uh, cruising and uh, Kasich. Um, and, and Trump was a, a, a steamroller by then. Um, so I can see where they're coming from. I do think some of that is going on. I think you hear it particularly from Chris Christie, particularly from Nikki Haley. Um, it's disparate at the moment, uh, mainly because uh, everybody's scattered everywhere out uh, over the country. Um, people, uh, the, the American people aren't really focused on it. I think we've got the um, the first Republican debate on August 23rd. That is going to be a time for that to happen. It's plausible that Trump won't be there, um, in which case it might even be easier for them to sort of gang up and, and bang away against Trump. It is going to be really interesting to see how Trump deals with this, because he, as, as we've been talking in all, all this conversation, that he is, does have a sizable lead in the polls. This is something that he wasn't used to in 2016. Um, it really wasn't anything he was used to, obviously, running as a, as a, uh, a presidential candidate for re-election in 2020 um, in a very, very close race. Here he has what seems to be a comfortable lead. It, it, does he have the a strategy to deal with that? It's a new position for him. Um, and, and that, I think, is, is to be, obviously, to be determined. But August 23rd will shed a a lot of light on what the other candidates are going to do with Trump and how they're going to treat him. You bring up a good point there, which is what I was going to ask you, which is uh, we haven't really had the everyone on stage, here's a debate on national television yet. How much do you think that's going to play a role? Well, there will be a few of them during the course of the the primaries and caucuses. There's going to be 
a lot of news and a lot of twists and turns. Undoubtedly, it will tighten, and undoubtedly we'll lose some candidates pretty early on who can't seem to get traction here in the fall. But, it, yeah, I, I mean, there are, there's a potential there for moments to have significant effect. Uh, does Trump um, do something or say something, if he does indeed debate, um, that, uh, you know, draws the attention of, of some of these diehard supporters that you've been talking about, makes them wonder whether the, the, the guy can, can win in no, next November? Um, do the other candidates decide, as your co-workers have suggested they should, that uh, they don't want to repeat 2016, that they're going to stand up to Trump and, and really push hard against him, um, perhaps in, in groups or maybe even all of them? Um, that, those, those dynamics are going to be different from 2016, and it will be interesting to see how they play out. Well, Andy Taylor, thanks so much for your insight. It'll be interesting as we get forward here. Yep. Good to talk to you, Nate.